once again, good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News. I hope you're having a lovely day. You know, yesterday I entitled the show Enough is Enough, and yes, we have another example of how America is turning on the radical left-wing Democrats and their movement to destroy our country. First of all, in San Francisco, ultra blue San Francisco, the crazy George Soros-connected DA, Chesa Bodine, has been removed by the people of that very liberal district. Now we also have word coming out of Australia about a strange new case of deaths among young people. They've called it a fancy new term, SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome, but to me, it sounds like death by clot shot. Then the fight to keep abortion legal in America has taken a dark turn as a man was found to be roaming the neighborhood of Justice Brett Kavanaugh, brandishing a gun and openly admitting that he came there to murder him. And in the Justice Department for the Patriots, it looks like we have a couple of journalists who found themselves in hot water. First of all, Media Matters for America has been alleged to be covering up sexual misconduct inside the halls of their own company. And a truly radical left-wing journalist in Arizona at the Arizona Mirror has lost his job over a series of racist and homophobic tweets. And down here in Florida, it appears that a Haitian delegation with the Special Olympics may have had information that could lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton because six people have gone missing. And finally, it looks like President Jair Bolsonaro of Brazil has been throwing shade on the legitimacy of Joe Biden's regime. We're going to go over all this and more. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. Studies show our appearance directly affects our mental health. And many anti-aging supplements found on store shelves try to capitalize on that. The newest trend in anti-aging supplements is collagen. Collagen is backed by studies to not only support healthy hair, fingernails, and skin, but also has many other health benefits as well. Research shows a good collagen supplement can help make skin more youthful while supporting healthy joints, bones, and gut health. But don't run to the store and buy just the first collagen supplement you see. You've got to get Ageless Multi-Collagen, and that can only be purchased online. Ageless Multi-Collagen's ingredients are held to the highest quality standards in the collagen industry. It truly is some of the purest collagen you can get. Ageless Multi-Collagen is sold out a number of times, and sometimes it is difficult to get. So if you want it, I recommend you get it now. But before you buy, just know I've unlocked a deal for my subscribers. You can get it today for up to 51% off by going to healthwithredpill.com. Or you can always click the link below. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, my friends, welcome back, and thank you so much for sticking around. So before we begin today, I just wanted to give a warm thank you to Marsha, Charlie, and Kathy, uh, three viewers who took Lisa and I out to lunch today. They sent me an email the other day letting me know they were going to be in town, uh, and I just wanted to thank them for their hospitality. Now, we're going to begin today with the saga of Chesa Bodine. Who is Chase Bodine, you might ask? Well, Chase Bodine has been one of the more public faces of the criminal reform movement. I'd like to call it the soft on crime movement. And you can really tell that the agenda of the radical left is crumbling all over this country when even the people of San Francisco have had enough. San Francisco is a deep blue area. And Chase Bodine has overseen one of the largest, most astronomical increases in crime in any American city in the history of our country. 
San Francisco is probably the first place you think of when you imagine streets that are filled with human excrement. Uh, It's also probably the first place you imagine when you think about criminals in broad daylight perpetrating smash and grabs, breaking the windows of people's cars with hammers, taking whatever they can get and doing it right in front of everyone. They simply don't care because they know that with someone like Chesa Bodine in office, they're not going to be prosecuted. They're not even going to be held in jail and they're probably going to get off with a slap on the wrist if they even get charged with a crime. Now, don't forget one of the reasons Chase Bodine is so soft on crime is because he is essentially a second generation weatherman. He was raised by Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn because he was the child of another weather underground person that ended up in prison or dead. One of the two, I'm not quite sure. But Chase Bodine is bad news for America and the people of San Francisco. People in San Francisco are also just tired of shopping and somebody coming through, a group of people coming through, and stealing everything off the shelves right in front of them. I'm sure that the retailers that live in San Francisco, the retailers that operate in San Francisco, are also tired of this. I'm sure the insurance companies that represent these businesses are also tired of it. It's not simply the residents of San Francisco, but this is behavior that is uncontrollable and unsustainable. You cannot live in the this manner. And the people of San Francisco have recalled Chase Bodine as a result. This is not just a symbolic blow to the agenda of the radical left. This is a massive blow to progressives all over this nation. It sends the message that anyone who has views or uh, feelings on crime, such as Chase Bodine, is not long for holding public office, and the people are going to rise up against them. It was only a matter of time. The recall of Chase Bodine is probably the loudest signal that I've ever seen uh, that Americans are sick of soft on crime politicians, whether it's people like AOC who consistently call for the defunding of police or Ayanna Presley, who does the same thing and yet spends millions of dollars on taxpayer money to give herself private armed security uh, or DAs that refuse to charge people with crimes that make life unlivable for the people of the cities they represent. He took his office only in early 2020, and he ran on a slew of progressive promises, including ending cash bail. That did not go well. He also wanted to stop the practice of prosecuting children as adults and offer defendants the chance to enter a rehabilitation program instead of prison. Now, in the case of drug addicts, I think that's a good thing. A lot of times people will be addicted to drugs. Their mind will be completely screwed up. Their chemical imbalances are off the chart. And as a result, they'll do things that they never would have done otherwise. And if they don't have access to adequate medical care to get them healthy, well, then they're going to become career criminals. But there are people who are not addicted to drugs. There are people who are simply psychopaths who like to break the law. And they know that in a place like San Francisco, they're going to get away with it. Well, hopefully from here on out, they're not going to get away with it anymore. And all of these progressive things that Chase Bodine put into practice are going to get rolled back and the people of San Francisco will be safe once more. Now, let's move on to a heartbreaking story coming out of Australia, but by no means is it isolated to Australia. All right, next, we're going to move on to that situation in Australia. Now, I'm not one to gloat, but when I'm right, I'm right. And I've said for a long time, it was only a matter of time before we began to see a massive die-off from people who succumbed to the death jabs, people who took these clot shots. And now it looks like that's starting to begin. 
It's not enough that we've seen cases of uh, multiple sclerosis or Creutzfeldt-Jakob syndrome uh, or people having strokes or blood clots. Now we have seemingly healthy young people dying from a mysterious and undiagnosed syndrome. They're calling it SADS. That stands for Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. It's basically a catch-all for people who die who shouldn't be dying. And the one clue that we have that this is, in fact, related to the jab is that authorities are suggesting that all people have their hearts checked. What's that number one symptom of having taken the jab? Myocarditis and pericarditis, issues with your heart. We've seen it for a long time. We've seen uh, people on the, the soccer fields dropping dead. We've seen sports stars having heart attacks. We've begun to see it in celebrities and people who are normally going to be living for a lot longer. But now, all of a sudden, we have young people who are dying for no apparent reason. People under the age of 40 seem to be having heart attacks in the middle of the night, and their families find them dead the next day. SADS has been fatal for all kinds of people, regardless of whether or not they maintain a healthy lifestyle. Uh, It's crazy because they told you that you would be healthier if you got the jab, and as time goes on, the evidence mounts to show that you would be anything but. This umbrella term describes anybody who dies unexpectedly, and a U.S.-based foundation related to SADS says that they have killed over 4,000 people annually. Now, SADS also is not just in uh, adults under 40, but also children, teens, and then, of course, young adults. This is not currently specifically linked to having taken the jab. Uh, But we know that there was a massive push to get as many people vaccinated as possible. I don't think the authorities are going to specifically look at the number of people who are dying from this sudden adult death syndrome that have been vaccinated. But I think it's anecdotal. We'll probably be able to tell before too long because people are going to realize that there's only one thing in common between these people, and that's that they took the jab. They happen to be young and healthy, and then they also took this unnecessary vaccine. Very, very sad, but this is going to wake a lot of people up. All right, and next, let's move on to the Supreme Court. Now, ever since the leak of that draft decision uh, rescinding abortion and handing rights back over to the states was leaked out to the press uh, and to extremists all over the country, uh, there has been a rise in uh, violent rhetoric related to the Supreme Court. And, in fact, people have targeted the homes of Supreme Court justices. Well, last night, it took a very dark turn because a California man was arrested near the Maryland home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. He told police he was there to kill Kavanaugh. Now, you would assume that once something like this came out, uh, the president or perhaps the attorney general might come out and uh, in a strong sense, tell people that this is not the type of behavior that we expect to see here in America. Uh, But unfortunately, nothing like that has happened. Joe Biden actually spoke to reporters. He gave a press conference, but not once did he mention anything about the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. What does that tell you? That tells you that Joe Biden tacitly approves of the attempted assassination. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Democrat Party was behind this at the heart of it. Now, Joe Biden spoke to reporters for just a brief moment earlier today at Joint Air Force Base Andrews. In that conversation he had with reporters, he did comment on the recall of Chesa Bodine. He said, I think that both parties have to step up and do something about crime as well as gun violence. Uh, certainly, we have to do something about crime, but all that entails is prosecutors doing their job. Joe Biden also made statements about the economy, but nothing about Brett Kavanaugh. 
Kavanaugh. We did, however, get a statement from a press secretary there at the White House, and we did get a couple of tweets from Joe Biden. Joe Biden made a statement on Twitter about congressional Republicans. He also made a statement about his economic agenda. Uh, He likes to LARP at the idea that the United States is in a better position since he came into office. But the statement that was sent out by email, not even done live in front of a podium, was that President Biden condemns the action of this individual in the strongest terms and is grateful to law enforcement for quickly taking him into custody. As the president has consistently made clear, public officials, including judges, must be able to do their jobs without concern for their personal safety or that of their families. Well, then why don't you do something about the radical left protesters that are standing out in front of the houses of people like Justice Kavanaugh or Justice Amy Coney Barrett? Now, certainly you would think the top law enforcement official in the country might have something stronger to say about this or even just make a brief comment about it. But Attorney General Merrick Garland had barely anything to to say about it. He said this kind of behavior is obviously behavior we will not tolerate. Threats of violence and actual violence against the justices of the court strike at the heart of our democracy, and we will do everything we can to prevent them and to hold people who do them accountable. Last month, I accelerated the protection of all the justices' residents 24-7. I would hope that the Attorney General of the United States and even the President might call out this person by name. The only reason I can think that they wouldn't do that is because they don't want to draw too much attention to it. Certainly, if Brett Kavanaugh would have been murdered, they would have used it as an opportunity to pack the court with another radical left wing justice, and they would have used it as another opportunity for a gun grab and to restrict our Second Amendment, taking away more of our rights. Once again, the only reason that people like this are stopped is because law abiding citizens like us own guns and because we keep our families and our homes protected. Certainly, if he would have gotten too close to the home of Brett Kavanaugh or would have actually entered the residence, I'd like to think that Brett would have helped him out by filling him full of holes. All right. And next, in a segment that is particularly sweet for me, we're going to be talking about two different media outlets, fake news outlets that are now finding themselves in the hot seat because of misconduct on behalf of their employees. This is sweet because it's Media Matters for America and the Arizona Mirror. These are two outlets that have smeared me in the past and a number of others in the Patriot and alternative media communities. So it looks like this man, Tim Johnson, recently left his job at Media Matters for America after about 10 years. He said that it was all about sexual misconduct. So in this lengthy Twitter thread, he said, after about 10 years, I no longer work for Media Matters. I am very fortunate in my circumstances that I didn't end up on the street the next day as a consequence of what my boss, Ben DeMero, did. I bet a lot of people would have. This apparently all took place on April 4th. He said... On the day in question, Johnson said that there was another Media Matters employee who suddenly resigned. Generally speaking, when people suddenly resign, it's because they're given the option to be fired or they're given the option to go ahead and walk away and keep things quiet. Well, he says, to my shame, I went out with him after work that day and we all got really drunk. He told me a sob story. I bought it and the night ended with him being carried to his apartment. Not too long after, I learned the truth of why he resigned. He was dismissed because of his sexual misconduct, but only after years of people in authority positions knowing about what he was doing. He apparently was still allowed to come into the office to participate in a poker game. Now, in regards to Ben DeMero, his former boss, he says, Ben, do you want to talk about how you covered up for a man who preyed on our colleagues? LinkedIn lists Johnson's title as gun and safety program director as well as a senior writer. So he definitely worked at Media Matters for America. 
He ended the thread by saying, I'm ashamed I did not share this publicly until now. It most likely makes a clown of myself, but brass tacks I didn't, and I'm sorry. Now, adding more fuel to the fire after Johnson put this threat out, Media Matters reached out to him with legal threats. Attorneys for Media Matters said that Johnson was in violation of the transition agreement and general release signed by him upon his departure from us. Johnson, the attorney states, was fired for cause. Well, it sounds like they are trying to play cleanup afterwards. And before he left, they forced him to sign a non-disclosure agreement. They continued, as the results of your actions, MMFA has suffered and will continue to suffer reputational injury. And they demand that Johnson delete the tweets. The attorney for Media Matters further stated, Johnson is no longer going to be entitled to any health insurance program payments in violation with those tweets, whether he deletes them or not. Apparently, they did comment on this story when reached out. Uh, But it sounds to me like Media Matters for America has done their own reputational injury uh, by harboring and protecting a sexual predator who is preying on men in the office. Absolutely disgusting, but nothing that I wouldn't be surprised for when it comes to an outlet such as this. Media Matters is trash, and that's my professional opinion. Now, on to the next incident. Uh, This is at the Arizona Mirror. Blake Masters is a candidate for Senate there in Arizona, and this far-left newspaper called the Arizona Mirror, which has smeared me as well, uh, has now been fired after he was exposed for posting racist, sexist, and homophobic tweets, including such noteworthy tweets as this one. I'm going to to blow it up and we're not going to say the words because it's about as offensive as you can get and probably media matters for america would isolate the portion where i said this but he is addressing somebody on twitter he is a blue check mark keep that in mind he says f you you n word f word f you you n word f word Uh, Earlier on Tuesday, Blake Masters exposed this clown for posting these terrible tweets about women, Asians, blacks and gays, and he was immediately terminated. Of course he was. The former reporter's name, Dylan Rosenblatt, he had previously lied about Blake Masters on a number of occasions. He claimed that he wants to allow states to ban contraception use. He also called him a Nazi sympathizer. Uh, We've reported on this behavior in the past, and again, this is nothing new from left-wing fake news media outlets. It appears that Blake Masters discovered these tweets that Rosenblatt had posted on his public Twitter account, and he had this to say. He said, you shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house, and if you got a glass jaw, you should watch your mouth. Let's see what else he says. Hashtag, things longer than Kim's marriage, Asian people's penises. He also said, I only deal with women for three reasons, sex, money, and making me sandwiches. Hashtag, words to live by. He also said, no pity for the kitty. If we lose, I will most likely puncture a cat with a fork. Hashtag that is too extreme. And then hashtag things I love. Pencil dicks in my mouth. This guy is a real class act. And then he also had this one here. Oh, this is a good one. A bottle of Dole pineapple juice. He says, I love me some N-word, F-word juice. And apparently there is a lot more. Oh, my gosh. Blake Masters really putting this dude on blast. It just goes on and on. Uh, This is once more the behavior of the radical left. They accuse us of being guilty of that which they themselves do. I hope the Arizona Mirror gets shut down. I hope Media Matters for America gets shut down. And I hope that the people that still continue to work there and protect people like Dylan Rosenblatt or like the unnamed employee that was preying on male colleagues, I hope they all get exactly what's coming to them.
All right. Now, just briefly, I was joking when I said that these missing Haitians might have some information that could lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. That's obviously just a meme. But it is a strange case. We have these guys in town here for the Special Olympics. It looks like we've got six people between the ages of 18 and 32 who have all gone missing. The last time they were seen was at the hotel when they were turning in their keys on June 6th, uh, but they have not been seen since. Now, the sheriff's office is looking for information related to these gentlemen. They said, we are in communication with Walt Disney World, Special Olympics, and our law enforcement and federal partners. They think it's an isolated event. They do not at this time suspect foul play, but obviously that could all change at any given moment. Uh, The reason I say that maybe they have uh, information related to Hillary Clinton is because they're from Haiti, and of course, the Clinton Foundation has some really shady things they've done down there in Haiti. Hopefully these guys all come home and hopefully this is totally innocuous and maybe they just met up with some pretty girls and they've been partying for a couple of days. All right. And finally, it looks like the leaders of the free world are starting to cast doubt upon the legitimacy of Joe Biden's presidency. Just yesterday, we learned that the president of Mexico is snubbing an invitation from Joe Biden to come to a summit. And now Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro, who is scheduled to meet with Joe Biden in just a few days. And now Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro, who is scheduled to meet with Joe Biden in a couple of days, has cast his own doubts on whether or not Joe Biden is the legitimate president of the United States. On Tuesday, Bolsonaro was speaking in a television interview, and he stated openly that he still harbors suspicions about Biden's victory. And again, he praised President Trump's government. Uh, Bolsonaro and Trump were very close, and it looks like Bolsonaro was one of the last world leaders to congratulate Joe Biden on his victory. He said the American people are the ones who talk about it. Election fraud. I will not discuss the sovereignty of another country, but Trump was doing really well. We don't want that to happen in Brazil. No, clearly, Jair, you do not want that to happen in Brazil. You are a great president. They already tried to kill him once, uh, and I have to believe that it was because of his Trump-like policies. Certainly, he is a lot more conservative than the direction that certain people want that country to be pushed into. And I'm glad to hear that we're not the only ones who look at what's happened in this country and have to ask the question, how in the hell could Joe Biden get elected? All right, my friends, that's all I've got for you today. Thank you very much for joining me. Of course, I'll be back tomorrow later in the afternoon with another episode of Red Pill News. But before that, at 1 p.m. with myself and Uncensored Abe, we'll be bringing you Occam's Razor at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll see you then. Good luck and God bless.